So let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for all you've done for us this Lent. We thank you for giving us a mother. We thank you for all your goodness. We just ask that you bless this place and give us the grace to understand how important Mary is to you and how important you desire her to be to us. Please remove all distractions. Anything is not of God from this place so that we may receive the good news of Jesus Christ through Mary's intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Make all these prayers in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is, I'll just give an introduction. I'll do more of like the questions, and then um, Jen Elke will come through just kind of the logistics of uh, what do I need to start my Marian consecration, when do we begin, um, when do I consecrate myself, and what will be required of me. But I'm just going to go through a little bit of the theology, um, or known as Mariology of this, and kind of why people are doing it. And I'm just going to give a, a brief introduction of what Marian consecration has meant to me. Um, when I was, on, I was first introduced to it when I was on summer staff with Catholic Youth Expeditions in 2011, and a lot of people were asking, what, what are you doing to become holy? What are you doing to become holy? What are you doing? And a lot of people said, just consecrate yourself to Mary. That was kind of the consistent thing that people kept saying. So I was like, well, okay, I can, I can, I'm open to that. So I, uh, I did the True Devotion to Mary, which is 33 days, and you always consecrate yourself on a Marian feast day. So for you all, it'll be on the feast day of Fatima. Um, so that's kind of the, if you, if you decide to do this. My feast day that particular summer was the um, feast of the, Annunci, or no, the Assumption of Mary into heaven. So I started mine in July, and I ended in August. Um, but since then, I can definitely say I can look back at that moment. Maybe, like, not right in the moment, but I can look back at that moment and I can just say it was one of the best decisions I ever made, spiritually speaking. And it opened a lot of gates for me. It gave me a deeper sense of trust. Um, I think a lot of healing came through it, a lot of deliverance. Um, but also, for, for a lot of people who have an issue with marrying consecration, um, we primarily do it because this is the way salvation history happened. An angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, you are going to be the mother of God, okay? But it was through Mary's yes which is the whole goal of our marrying consecration is to make your yes her yes and her yes your yes. And through that yes, she conceived and gave us the creator of the universe, okay? He gave us our savior. So it all happened through Mary, okay? So it doesn't take any way from Jesus, doesn't take any way from Jesus' divinity. It doesn't take anything away from Jesus' sovereignty because um, everything in Mary's life pointed to Jesus. But her humility of asking good questions, pondering in her heart, how can this be, how can this be, since I do not know man. And through that um, conversation with Angel Gabriel, she receives her identity as a mother of God. She goes and visits and serves. But there is a spirituality that began roughly in the 17th, 18th century, and um, St. Louis de Montfort really took it up and took a charge with it to really consecrate. And consecration just means to set yourself apart, okay, to be made holy. Um, so Marian consecration is just to dedicate formally to a religious or divine purpose. And Marian consecration is just the act of entrusting one's body 
soul, possessions, works, and entire life protection and um, guidance and intercession of Our Lady. Uh, so the act of entrusting oneself to Mary's care and intercession, it's nothing new. So Jesus did this, um, even, was, even did this when he entrusted himself or his, his beloved disciple John to Mary. So this is nothing new. It's, it's probably where the first consecration, so to speak, happened. Um, but a more formal one happened in the 17th century with, with St. Louis de Montfort. And he did it with thir- for 33 days, each day marking the, the years of Jesus. So you typically start 33 days before a Marian consecration day. Uh, the next question people ask, you know, is kind of like, well, wh- why, why should I consecrate myself to Mary? What's the point? Um, I already prayed the rosary, maybe, or I already asked for her intercession, so why do I need to do more? Well, consecration to Mary is simply a furthering and deepening of our devotion uh, and relationship to Jesus through Mary. So if you already have an affection for Mary or you want to learn more about her, this is a, 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 just kind of a gradual next step. But even if you don't seem to know Mary or you'd like to know about her, um, Mary and consecration can be a, a, a simple bridge to help you unite your heart more to her heart. Because we have to remember that she is the one who gave flesh to Jesus. Mary, in her humanity, gave Jesus his humanity. God gave Jesus his divinity. Okay? So it's just really important to know that her heart and his heart are pretty much one heart, if you really want to look at the depth of the theology here. So when we consecrate ourselves to Mary, we give our entire lives and ourselves as well of our merits, of all of our prayers and works in order to be more fully given to our Lord. So we give Mary everything we are and do to present to our Lord to use at her proposal. So when we're praying Hail Marys and we're praying, uh, asking for Mary's intercession, she's taking all of our prayers and she blows across and she blows all the dust off because we're sinners. She's not. And she brings them to Jesus, okay, on a silver platter. Because as she was at the foot of the cross, so is she at the feet of Jesus in heaven. So why, why give Mary everything? Why not just give everything to Jesus? Well, because she's definitely a good mother. Um, she only wants what's best for us and for all of our children. And Mary wants us to know, love, and serve Jesus more, but not to serve him more, but serve him more perfectly. And the best part is that when, we, when she presents us to Jesus in all of our littleness and with all of our feeble efforts, he does not refuse her because she never refuses him. Go see uh, John in the wedding feast of Cana. They come to Mary, right? And then she tells Jesus pretty much what to do. And through that first miracle, his divinity is starting to be revealed. Before that, Jesus was just a guy who who was very obedient, very holy. But because of Mary allowing him to perform a miracle, things started to change dramatically. Because you have to imagine when Jesus says, my hour has not come yet, Mary knows exactly what that means because as soon as she says, do whatever he tells you, she's allowing him to go to the cross. And you have to imagine the sorrow, the pain, just the the tension in her heart to allow that to happen. So he wouldn't have started his public ministry technically, without Mary's yes. So this is just the way theology happens. And very often does she intercede. But the last words out of Mary's mouth were, 
do whatever he, Jesus, tells you to do. A lot of people might just ask the next question, well, well, can I just consecrate myself to God? Yes, by all means, like, surely do that. And that's exactly what marrying consecration does. So when, when, uh, when we consecrate ourselves to Mary, really, we are consecrating ourselves to Jesus through Mary, okay? We're consecrating ourselves to Jesus through Mary. And then we're ultimately uniting ourselves and uh, truly giving ourselves to Mary to Mary, because nothing else can lead us totally to surrender to God, to understand what it means to totally surrender ourselves to God. So in the Latin, fiat voluntas tuas mihi, be it done to me according to your will, right? So when we pray the Our Father, we say, thy will be done. And when we come to consecrate ourselves to Mary, we're doing it hopefully as close to Mary's yes. We want our yes to be close to that. So by consecrating ourselves to Mary, we take definitely a leap of faith, um, but also with joy into our mother's arms. What do I need to start uh, myself, uh, to start Marian consecration? In just a second, Jen's going to talk about that. What do I need to start? What's, what's, the, what's that? But also, what's, what's the goal of, of Marian consecration? Um, the goal is holiness, simply holiness. And God created us to be saints, right? So saints are friends of God who are in heaven. Uh, we are made to know the Lord, uh, to love him and serve him, as we hear in the Baltimore Catechism. But by consecrating ourselves to Mary, it's one way that we grow in knowledge and love of service of Jesus, where, he, where Mary will take us by the hand and lead us closer to her son. She knows, loves, and serves him best. So we have much to learn from her and so much by gaining, uh, to gain by placing ourselves in her hands. So as we um, go into the logistics um, one thing about marrying consecration is my main, main, main point is, is just do it. Just do it, but don't quit. I'm just going to end with what happened when I first time I consecrated myself to Mary through Jesus. When I did, when I, or through Jesus through Mary. So when I consecrated myself the first time, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a musician. His name is Joe Zambone. And the first thing he, taught me, he told me, he said, the first week is going to be very difficult. The devil does not want anyone to know about marrying consecration. So it's just good to have that preemptive strike to kind of know that you might hit some spiritual warfare. Uh, you, might have, uh, you might feel like things that didn't bother you before bother you. You might lose peace in the first week. But it's ultimately because the devil doesn't want us to do this. So my encouragement is to know, go into marrying consecration with that knowledge. To persevere, because it's, it's not easy. I remember the first week, all my peace I had just went whew, out the window. So as we, as we approach the logistics of what do I need, where do I begin, when do I consecrate myself, that Jen will talk about, uh, that's, that's just the, the, the heart of the matter. Um, but just to go into it with perseverance in mind, with not giving up on mind. And then also, if you miss a day, you know, it happens. We're all human here. Uh, but the thing is, just don't quit. Get back on the horse. If you can read, read the day before, do it. But if you can't, just keep going forward and just not quit. Um, and, and what's going to help with that is there will be a general talk about, there'll be a weekly meeting take, taking place where you'll meet with, a, with your small group and go over what grace you're receiving. There'll be a little bit of formation um, from Father Michael Gately, which will be the version we'll be using here. And there's also an option for anybody, uh, children, there's books as well for children. Um, so if any child wants to do the Marian consecration, they can follow along and it's a little more at their pace. 
At this time, I'm just going to invite Jen forward, and she's just going to go over just the logistics, and then if you have any questions, you can ask questions. So, before this year, I'd like to say I'd never um, really even heard of Marian Consecration before, um, or maybe even last year, but for sure, um, for sure I didn't know what it was all about. It wasn't in my head, it wasn't in my heart. And this year, um, because of Nineveh 90, so there's some ladies out there in the crowd who are doing Nineveh 90 with us, and that's part of um, Nineveh 90 was Marian Consecration. So I was like, oh, what is this Marian consecration? There's a bunch of things I probably never heard of before, even being a cradle Catholic. Um, so it was something for me to explore. And then I found out that a bunch of saints had done it, um, popes, like um, Pope John Paul II. Um, so I figured, you know, if they should deem it worthy, then I should be looking into that as well. Um, so for Nineveh 90, um, I was talking about it at home, thinking about doing it in my kids. Um, had heard me talking about it at home, and then all of a sudden this Lenten challenge popped up. And, <laughs> and so then there was a little bit of rush because they wanted to get it done so they could get these points because they're super competitive like their mom. So, um, <laughs> so they, um, they're like, Mom, you're going to do that, right? And I said, yeah. And then they were like, they were saying, can you do it as a family? So I said, sure, we can do it as a family. So um, we found these great, um, the blue books up there for the family. Um, there's like three pages, I, th I think, each night that I was reading with them at home. And then we also read together the 33 Days to Morning Glory. So as a family, then we went through um, with two other families, um, Jorgensen's and Burris, and um, we were consecrated on uh, Annunciation, the Feast of Annunciation, March 25th. Um, and then I knew that there's, I didn't want any of my other Nineveh 90 ladies out there hanging, so I wanted to talk to Father, and I said, can we um, have a date for these ladies, and what date would work well? And the Feast of Fatima was coming up, and you always want to end on a uh, Marian feast day. So I was talking with Father, and then I wanted to open it up to um, whoever would like to do it, so I was happy to see you all. Um, so the logistics, um, since um, there's a few things you only need for the consecration to get started. Tomorrow is day one, so in the 33 Days to Morning Glory book, um, we would take that book. Um, there's three pages pretty much in each book if you want to do the 33 Days and the family book. You're welcome to um, if you have families. Um, so day one is tomorrow and you start reading the three pages. There's also a companion, like a workbook, that you can do along with it. So everything on the railing up there is, um, the yellow books are worth $5 each, the blue books is worth $12. And then I also printed off from Formed, there's um, packets on the floor, and those are like the workbook, but those are just free if you want to take them and put them in a binder. Um, so also on Formed, there's videos, and um, it's the 33 Days to Morning Glory. It's under um, sacred, I forget what it's called. Oh yeah, Hearts of Fire. Um, so that's unformed, and if you need the password or have any troubles getting into the formed app, just let us know. Um, it's really great to use, actually. Um, so tomorrow is the day we begin. Um, consecration then would be on Monday, May 13th. Um, Father Matt is going to have a special Mass for us at 6.30. Um, 
required of you is um, five to 10 minutes of prayer and the reflection booklet. Going to confession before consecration day is recommended. Um, meeting one time per week in the small groups. Um, there's fellowship together. Um, we'll have a video and then we'll have a small group afterwards. Um, so that's something that we need to vote on is what, what days we'd like to meet. So I was thinking maybe Saturday mornings is a good, good time early that people don't have things going on. So maybe like a time from um, like 8 till 9.30, it would be like 90 minutes. Or we could do like a Sunday evening later from maybe 6.30 to 8. I was going to see what times kind of work for everyone. So that's something we could vote on. Um, also, there's an option of watching the video at home. The videos are about half an hour, so if we watch at home, then the meetings would only take one hour. So those are two things that we should vote on before we decide the date and time. Um, so maybe now, um, I don't know if Saturdays work better, early morning Saturdays work better for everyone. Maybe raise your hand. Okay, what about Sundays, evenings later? Oh. Well, that looks pretty easy to count. <laughs> All right, so Sundays does 6.30 to 8 o'clock. If we start at 6.30, is that an acceptable time for the most part? Okay. All right. That sounds great. Um, hmm. I don't know. Does that cover everything, you think? Does anyone have any questions about... Anything? Oh yeah, Easter is in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know, that's a tough one. On Easter Sunday, What was that? On Easter, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what we'll, what we'll do, um, just to make this a little bit easy, uh, we will meet, because some things you can't control. Easter, you know. So what we'll do is um, we'll put a schedule out there. We'll make it up today. But I'm guessing that will be a day you might have to be a little bit fluid with. So if you can do something, you can. But, like, it's Easter. So um, we're, we'll kind of – because you can't plan when Easter is. So it's kind of nothing you can do, nothing you can do about that. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get emails written down. We'll get a sign-up so we can kind of – uh, get our get our connections back and forth. What app do you use typically for group text? Um, sometimes I use GroupMe if that works for people, or I yeah. could just email everybody. I have a sheet up up here that I could maybe get everyone's name and their email address mm -hmm. um, would be helpful, and I could just email everybody too if that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, just just communicate um, and do your best. Like, and then the thing, uh, one thing about Marian consecration is you're supposed like once you do it, you redo it every year. Um, so, like, if you don't do it perfectly the first year, no problem. Just kind of get back on the horse and do it again the next year. Again, uh, Father Gately will read in his book that he does actually recommend doing Marian consecration more than once a year. So if you do feel called, like Jen, to, to do it once again and lead others, that's definitely a good step from just moving from, uh, uh, moving, moving from I guess, a consumer to uh, being more involved not having that consumer mentality. So it's encouraged us that when you pray it, think, what more can I do with this? Definitely something simple. Uh, and Father Matt are, and I are totally willing to support you all in any way we can uh, with this. We want to empower you guys as much as possible. Um, so uh, what we'll do is I'll, I'll have Jen down here, and she'll have a, a sign-up, and then we'll um, go forth with just basically setting up. Um, we'll meet uh, this Sunday, 
um, at 6.30, and then we'll kind of put an if on next Sunday, Easter Sunday, and then you kind of go forward from there on so on and so forth. Uh, make as many meetings as you can. Uh, we understand life happens, but the commitment is important um, to grow in fellowship, but also to, to make sure you're being fed on the same thing. Um, we have the DVDs for this. That's all on the formed app, but if we have the DVD format we'll be using uh, with, with, uh, with the meetings on Sunday evenings. So um, as we go forward, what we'll do is we'll close in prayer, and then if you have any questions or get your books, all that kind of fun stuff, um, Jen and I will be down here in just a second. So let us just quick close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you have called each of us, through Mary's intercession, to consecrate ourselves to you through her. Please help us receive that big smile on your face, Lord Jesus. And Mary, please help us see that big smile on your face to see us taking leaps of faith to grow in love with your Son. Please fill us with your Holy Spirit. Please send all your angels and saints around us to encourage us to persevere. And we just ask that St. Michael um, fight for us during these first few days to know that it will be a struggle, but if we persevere, we're going to receive much fruit, much peace, and much joy in this time. As we pray, St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.